Shankly Kids. I heard a copy calling. Hello and welcome to the Cop Table Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Phillips. On tonight, joining us for the Liverpool side of things is Sam Planch. Sam is on the LFC jury on the Liverpool Echo and is making his second appearance on the Cop Table podcast. So welcome to the show, Sam. Thank you, yeah. Nice to be here. Excellent stuff. And on the Manchester City side of things, we have Joe Doherty. Joe is part of the Manchester City show podcast. Been on with us uh, before, representing the City boys. So very warm welcome to the show once again to you, Joe. Thanks. Excellent stuff. Okay, so we're going to start off with yourself, Sam. Going back to the game against Stoke City, very important 4-1 victory. In terms of, of confidence and um, and the points that we we gained back again on, on Chelsea, how important was, was this in the, in the grand scheme of things? Well, I think it was vital. Uh, it goes without saying there that we couldn't afford to, to fall any more points behind you know, at the top there, the top six or so, it is really close. So to be getting the, to getting the three points there was absolutely essential. Uh, you know, the winning breeds confidence, and so does uh, the amount of goals that were popping in yeah, these days. So you know, it can only be good for the lads. We are um, we are a team that's lacking experience for me. So you know, we have, we haven't got many players there who've won leagues or been there or got hundreds and hundreds of appearances under the belt. But at the end of the day, we've got momentum. We're playing a certain way now. Uh, we're playing exciting stuff. Uh, we seem to be playing confident stuff, uh, the way we're, we're expressing ourselves on the pitch. And, you know, like I say, if you get the, if you're popping in four goals uh, on average your game, uh, especially at home, it, confidence is only going to increase. Yeah, and um, after going the goal down um, early on against Stoke, the they toiled, didn't he, for the first 20 minutes, 25 minutes, and then sort of got back into the game and got them two vital goals just before half-time and then come out second half. And it, it was just like, as you were prior to, to this game, wasn't it? The the attack and football was back and it just looked um, it looked much, much better in the, in the second half. No, no, you're right. Yeah, it definitely did. Um, the only slightly thing I'd say, you know, obviously we've done that against Everton a bit as well. We, we didn't really get going for half an hour. Also, but you know the important thing is that we're finding different ways to win now. And even even though it were not, we we weren't on it for the full ninety. We brought ourselves back, showed a bit of character, which sometimes we've been accused of lacking um, after going goal behind. So you know it's pleasing to see, but we can't give every team half an hour. Um, you know, and I like to City, we've got players who will punish you. So maybe that's the next thing we've got to learn. You know, this is one big learning care for this team and that they're passing every test up to now. You know, the improvement's massive. So if you can keep sitting along, um, you know, I'm well pleased. I, I didn't expect it to be this good this season. Um and, and you know, we just gotta keep marching on really. Magic, cheers Sam. Okay then, over to yourself then, Joe. You guys played um Hull at the weekend, didn't you? Um got the got the three points in the bag in terms of your confidence booster and um and the points you received in that game, how important was this to uh, to Pep Guardiola's side? I think it was a massive away win. It's, it's those sort of games are always very difficult for the likes of both our teams. The teams will set up very defensively. It's just about picking them off. And 
to be honest, I knew once we would scored, which we took a long time to do. We didn't score until the 70th minute and was a bit lucky because it was a penalty. Um, but I knew once that had happened that we that we would score more because they, they were open then because they were going for it more. And it's just, it's going to be completely different setup when we play you because both teams will be really going for the game. Yeah, and one one guy who's come back into the fold, Yaya Torre, he looks like um, he looks like a new signing to 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 Manchester City to me because he, he sat out for that long. And how much of an uh, an impact has he made in your opinion, Joe? Has, has he really improved that midfield? Oh, oh big time! His his ball retention and and passing is is second to none. We were questioning his attitude at times last season, but he's come back. He's lost about a stone in weight, and he's he's playing a different position that he used to he's not as not as attacking less emphasis on his game but he's you know he's keeping the ball he's keeping it simple in midfield and we that's what you need in this league you need a very good experienced midfield and I think in the middle I think ours is um is right up there and I think especially with Gundogan being out for the rest of the season it was very important we had someone back back in there so I'm delighted that Torre's back cheers Joe okay Sam looking forward to the game against Manchester City Manchester City, sorry. Which players from their team do you expect to cause the most problems for Liverpool? Well, City's team, it's uh, it's full of talented players. You know, there's a lot of really good players there. But I think Aguero sticks out for me because you know he, he's had four games rest, if you like. Um, I think he's just, I think he's too bad this game. Um, and I think you know when he's on his song, there's not many better strikers around. And I think like even though Lovren and um, and Clavin. At the back, have done well the last few games centre half. I don't think he's the, the type of striker that them two like facing. You know, he's got quick feet. Uh, he plays a lot on the deck. We'll wait and see. Um, but I think our two centre halves were great against like the bigger Lukaku's and, and, and the likes. But he does scare me a Guerrero. He's a player. But on the other side with the Bruyne, you know, he's got two great feet and then I think he's a cracking player. Uh, you've already mentioned Torres back. Now you know he, he gives them another dimension in the midfield he's, he's, he seems to be a lot more powerful than the other ones they've got really so I mean it could go on silver as well but you know that's not being negative we've got loads of good players as well but you know the question was there which city which city players I'll probably go for Aguero and De Bruyne uh, being the main dangers yeah do you think it could be a negative thing that Aguero sat out the past four games. He he could be a little bit rusty, couldn't he? He's coming back into into the freezing cold. He's he probably wasn't uh, probably wasn't this cold when he he was last in the team, and could be just a little bit off the boil. And do you think it's right that Aguero, uh, Pep Guardiola will throw him straight back into that side? Well, you you're right. You know, match fitness is a big thing. You can be physically fit, but you need to be match fit. But I just think players with that much ability. Um, you know, it only takes a one little bit of magic, a bit of touch, you know, away from someone, and uh, he's got the quality to score a goal. But, but you're right. I, I hope you're right. And um, you know, he is feeling the cold, and he is feeling the fitness. He's had a few pies and more <laughs> boats in there than that. That, that. You know, that'll do us. Yeah, spot on. Okay, then, Joe. Pep Guardiola, he's taken a little bit of stick, hasn't he, for his playing style um, from certain quarters? Mm. People saying too much passing and. He's trying to walk the ball into the net and things like that. But in terms of the tactics in this game at Anfield on New Year's Eve, how do you see him approaching this game? Will he be in a similar vein or do you think he'll he'll go more for the jugular or do you think he'll be a little bit more conservative? I hope we're a lot more conservative because if 
if we're just going to pass the ball around aimlessly, which we are capable of doing, which we've done a lot in recent weeks, and you lot press us up the pitch, as you always do when you play us, you'll have us. If we go jugular, it could really go either way because I think both teams, we've both got two of the best attacks in the league, but our defence and, go- and especially both our goalkeepers are a bit suspect. So I'm hoping we play a bit more conservative and try and pick because it's away from home and I, I mean you know this is one of the this is one of the games of the season I totally would take a point in if you offered it me now I I hope we're a bit more conservative I want Fernando in there to break down your attacks a bit you know last season we were a bit unlucky with the injuries which meant that you could walk through us in both games really but um, no I think you'll go a bit more conservative and maybe second half it'll be a bit more an open game if we get in at half time as nil nil I think a lot of City fans will be pleased with that. Jürgen Klopp's had just over 12 months with Liverpool now, hasn't he? And, and Guardiola's a lot newer to the to the league. Do you think this is more of a test for Manchester City than it than it is for Liverpool? I think it absolutely is. And I think that... I don't know what it is, but we never seem to do well at Anfield. Um, I think this game is... I don't know, it always seems to be one we write off. Obviously, I think we're, I think we're as good as you. And I think you're right that your manager gives you a certain advantage with him being but as well as him um, the difference is though is when Klopp was new to the league I think it was third or fourth game he came and did us 4-1 so I'm not sure that that's going to make a lot of difference I'm not sure I think it will just be about on the day to be honest yeah it's going to be a it's going to be a very interesting game isn't it under the lights at Anfield okay then Sam in your opinion how should Jurgen Klopp set up uh, the Liverpool side to beat Manchester City I think we've got to we've got to press high up the pitch. You know, I think, I, I think uh, like the previous comments there, all the joy the Klopp, the Klopp's had has been with this pressing game and, and high up the pitch. And Man City, what, what I've seen of them, they do they do they play the ball around at the back and they seem reluctant to, to give it a good hoof when required. And you know, the likes of your Stones and the other centre halves, I don't really rate them. I only companies decent, obviously, but the others, I don't think any of them are worth uh, away from much really so if we can get the likes I want to see Firmino with the, the real tip of the, of the attack again because he's the one for me who starts all, all the pressure off he starts the high tempo right from the front and I know Origi scored, scored goals fair enough but I'd be starting him out wide um, myself coming in and um, and we, we've got to press if we want to beat City that we've got to get after we've got to close them down if, if we let them get on the ball and start dictating the game I think we'll be in for trouble Um so we're asking the, the way to beat them. It's just not give them an edge. And you know we're capable of that. We've done it to teams. We've done it to we've done it to you know a lot of big sides, and uh, we've done it consistently. I think it's our forte. Um, we just need to do it for ninety minutes. You know, we spoke before. We're giving teams twenty and thirty minutes. We can't do that in City. We've got to be relentless with the, the uh, with the pressing. Um, and you know we've got to be a fit team to do so. But I think we proved we, we proved we are. Um, Obviously, if City do uh, play their football and their passing, and it goes goes their way, you know they are breathtaking. But let's not let them. You know, it's a simple football is a simple game. Let's close them down and everything. Just going back to the point that you made about Firmino being at the the very top of the pitch, the last man, if you like. Um, speaking to a few of the for the lads at the game against Stoke on um, Tuesday night, wasn't it? A lot of them was in agreement, saying that Arigi, um Swap them two over, put him out on the left, Origi, Firmino up top, because he, he's he's the like you say he's the starting liner, isn't he? He's the one that's 
straight into the defensive side from the attacking point of view. And he just looks like he's more comfortable in that, that centre-forward role, if you like, the number nine. And Origi, Lalana, and Mane all feeding off him. I think that's that's the way that Klopp should approach this game. But whether he does or not, and he keeps Firmino in, in that sort of wing position, uh, it'll be interesting to see, won't it? It will. I mean, they did swap them over a bit. I noticed the game against Stoke. He swapped them over a bit during the game, but for me, Origi, and it's not a criticism of the lad because he, he's done great. He, he scored a lot of goals lately, but his general older playing stuff that he needs a bit of work and he's only young and he's still learning the game and that. As you said there, for me, it was more natural but at the, you know, right at the, the tip of that uh, of that strike force and Origi's pace and money on the wing, I just, I just think, you know, that they could offer a different kind of threat there and maybe says he won't be expecting it but if you notice as well Origi scored a few uh, of his goals from the wing cutting in and just whipping the ball uh, yeah that one um, against Sunderland um, late on wasn't yeah. it when, for the breakthrough goal yeah he's he's done exactly he's done what you just said then yeah so you know that's why I think the pace there we've got to, we've got to try and get get at City down, down the flanks as well down the full backs there but um yeah, we'll see. Excellent stuff. Okay then, Joe. Which Liverpool players do you expect to cause problems from your point of view? Obviously, we've just spoke about the the forefront players there. Which one of them catches your eye? Well, for me, this season it's been Adam Lallana. I think he's been a well, he's been a player transformed. I always thought, you know, he's been out, a couple of years ago. I thought maybe he's a bit out of his depth at Liverpool. He wasn't really justifying the prize take. But this season, I think he's been one of your best players. And I'm also, um, Firmino, he's a bit inconsistent, but he always seems to turn up against us. So I'm quite worried about him and all. The, of course, the player I'm, I'd be most worried about normally is Coutinho, but I don't think he's going to make it. No, he's, um, Klopp said today in his press conference that he's, him and Matip are both going to miss the game. Well, I'm, I'm very pleased that both of them are missing the game because Matip, I think, has been one of the bargains of the season as well. Yeah, definitely. And with us getting Aguero back, and like you were saying about how... Um, Lovren and Clavin are more used to a bigger striker. I think this is, I think this is the best time to play you guys. To be honest, with the players you've got out and the players we've got coming back, because I was, if if we were playing you maybe a month ago, I think you'd absolutely annihilate us like you did last season. But you know, going forward, you've still got the players who can cause our pretty average defence a lot of problems. Looking at the title race so far, Joe. City have yeah. had a few few up and down results, haven't they? they? They had that defeat the other week away at Leicester, and then and then mm. they bounced back with victories. It's but they still seem to manage to to hang on to the coattails, haven't they? Of the of the top top three, top four. And what do you feel about the title race so far? Is it is it how you expected it to be? It is actually, and I'll tell you what, I, I predicted Chelsea and Liverpool would be the teams to watch actually, and lots of people said to me Chelsea. Yeah, but Liverpool, they weren't too convinced when I said Liverpool. But I said, listen, they've got no European commitments. And I, was, and I think the big difference about you lot this season that makes a lot of people really take notice when maybe they wouldn't a couple of years ago is you've got one of the best managers in the world now. There's yeah. no denying it. And you've done what I thought you had. And then the only team who I think in the top, I mean, the top four is pretty much so expected. The only team who's underachieved, which I'm sure we're all pleased to back, is Man United. But... No, really, I think it's going as a... I didn't think Chelsea would be this far ahead because I thought their manager would have a bit of, you know, teething trouble at first. But and I think come the end of the season, it'll all be a bit closer because Chelsea will drop points. They've they've had an amazing run, but 
you know, first 10 games of the season, everyone said the league was ours to lose. And now, you know, a couple of weeks goes, will we even be in, will we, will be lucky to get fourth? So it's going to change a lot. Yeah, like you say, with Chelsea, they've had, what, is it 12, 13 wins, wins on the spin? Yeah. And um, Conte did have a little bit of a few teeth and problems. Liverpool actually beat them away, but it just seems That's... that they're, um, they're on this roll, aren't they? And I can't see them dropping points at the weekend. I know they played Tottenham in a couple of weeks, but it just seems um, someone's well, going to have to put a marker down and stop them, aren't they? Was the thing with Tottenham is, you say they've got Tottenham and that's as a desperate fan who wants them to drop points you're looking at that thinking oh they could really drop something there but I honestly don't think they will I think they could easily go to Spurs and do them sadly I mean you're right you did them. I think Liverpool Chelsea Anfield this season is going to be one of the big games and if we can get something else something at the bridge because obviously they did us the other week which was pretty painful to watch yeah they're not as good as everyone thinks though the defence is a bit suspect I think the problem is is that it's like you say about City. We try and walk the ball to net. Chelsea don't care. They just get the ball in the net no matter what. And that's what gets your results. Very true, very true, Joe. OK, then, Sam. Looking forward to the January transfer window. Do you think Jurgen Klopp's going to strengthen the squad in January? And if he does, what sort of positions do you think Klopp will be looking to bring um, bring players into? Well, yeah, I think he's got, I think he's got to strengthen, really. I think... We, we've now got one of the smaller squads. I mean, people have always had a big squad in the past. But I think what proved it to me, I think it was the West Ham game at home the other week. Um, we, West Ham brought Andy Carroll on off the bench. And we only had Woodburn, who was a striker at the time. You know, he we, 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 we was a kid. And, you know, of course, he, I think his day will come. I mean, that might happen in the future. But if you're going, if you're going to be going and, um, and challenging at the top end of the table, you do need these couple of injuries and uh, and be able to cope. Now, but, but going on to your question about the where do you think he should do and what do you think he'll do, Klopp? Mane, uh, with Mane going the the African nation there, I think that's an absolute must because even though we've got good players going forward, Mane's a bit different to the other ones for me. He, he's got that bit of pace. He's direct. He gets in behind and he you can take a man on. Uh, Firmino and Lallana and the like some more. Or drifting players, if you like, they're always on the move, and they're, they're, they're very good players. But I think Mane offers a more of a winger. We haven't really got any wingers for me, other than Mane. So I think I think that's a priority. Him going for the uh, going for someone like that. But then you can look at other areas and say, well, James Milner's playing left back, and Moreno's not good enough. So do we need one of them? Lucas might be going. So do we need someone there centre half? And you could go on all day. We're not going to go and get the four that we probably want. But I think we definitely need to bring someone in. Um, and I, I think, knowing Klopp, you know, I, I don't think he, he, he'll go for loads of numbers, but I think it'll be the man I want, someone like Mane, who he, who he tries to bring in. Yeah, it's interesting you should say that, um, Sam, because last week on the, the podcast we had Arthur, Arthur Petrosain, who's a, a Russian journalist out and out there, and he, he said Liverpool have been heavily scouting the guy Quincy Promes, and... Um, it's been been in the press this week about him a lot, hasn't it? That and he's the type of player that could replace Mane. He's he's one of the players who can play across the front three, more of a winger, but someone who Klopp would probably look to to replace Mane for the time being. And, and Klopp said that he's not going to bring somebody in for a short term fix. If he brings oh. somebody in, it's got to be for for the foreseeable future. And another guy he mentioned was um, a guy who plays for Santos. I think his name was Maya. He's a central midfield player, and if 
if Lucas does go, then that's another one that could possibly happen. But in terms of a central defender, according to to the Echo tonight, it's it's looking like Joe Gomez is going to be stepping up to be the to the fourth fourth centre back choice with um, behind Lovren, Matip, and, and Clavan. So um, I don't think he'll bring a defender in, but a midfielder and, like you say, a, an attacking winger striker type player is is definitely going to be on the cards. I hope so, yeah. Okay then, Joe, similar question to yourself. Looking towards January, Pep Guardiola, do you think he will strengthen the squad at City? And if he does, where's he where's he looking at and who should he bring in? Well, we've got this young lad, Gabriel Jesus, coming in from Brazil, who a lot of us are very excited about. And I think in the future, I think we've got someone coming in who can really do what Aguero has been doing for the last five, six years. So that that's happening. That's very exciting. But um, I'm not sure. There's mixed reviews. I've heard rumours we've lodged a bid for Virgil van Dijk off Southampton. I think we really need someone there. We could really do with a centre-back because, you know, we've got Stones is injured at the moment. Company's always injured. Otamendi is hit and miss. And then we've got, and then there's Kolarov. And Kolarov, well, he's barely even a, he's not even a footballer, never mind a centre-back. So I really hope, <laughs> I really hope we can't get Van Dijk off Southampton. I mean, I know he's expensive, but I think he, he is the real deal and he's, he's really played well. We just need a centre-back in there because we're leaking goals and there's so many games we probably wouldn't have lost or dropped any points if we had a competent centre-back like Van Dijk in there. In terms of the rest of the team, I don't think we really need to bother about it, to be honest. We've got plenty of people up front, plenty of midfield. It's just the defence I'm worried about. Yeah, it's interesting you should mention the guy, Otamendi. I haven't watched him a few times. To me, he seems like a like a player who Liverpool would be able to get at. He seems he seems a little bit hot-headed, oh. a little bit rash. Doesn't seem to concentrate an awful lot. And with someone like John Stones alongside him, then it, it's it's vital that his concentration's got to be there. Because Stones is another one who, who has a tendency to to ball watch and things like that. But um, if Stones isn't fit, who, who will play it alongside Otamendi? Kolarov. Will it? Oh yeah, you. To be honest, you just have to run straight at him. You'll probably be all right. Otamendi is a good centre back. He just needs a leader next to tell him where. Because he's got all the attributes, he just hasn't got the brain. So whenever he plays with company, he looks like a world beater. But Stones, I think Stones will come and it will happen. But, you know, at the moment, he's a young player making mistakes. Kolarov's just crap, frankly. So if he's in the the left central back position, does that mean Clichy will start at left full back? Yeah, again, I'm not too pleased. To be honest, the only person I'll back for who will probably play on all right. Well, I'm hoping Sanya starts at right back, and he's the only defender I've ever had any confidence in at the moment. Interesting. And and the goalkeeper, Bravo, he's had a, a little bit of stick from, from a few quarters, hasn't he? And Joe Hart went on loan earlier this season. Oh, Do you, did you agree with that? I, was, I don't think getting rid of Joe Hart is as bad as everyone says it is. Yes, he was a great player for us, but let's get it right. He made a lot of mistakes like last few years so we can improve and I do agree we need someone to play out of the back but I'd re- we, there were so many people we could have got Bravo I think he is a good goalkeeper but he's the sort the what his best attributes aren't really what is used in the English league and if we're passing it around the back four and you lot presses my god you could have a few past us because we were saying me and my dad went to the um, United away game which was Bravo's debut and um, we're just watching them pass it round in front of us and going we haven't seen this, and we just everyone around us is saying, 
we're going to ship a lot of goals playing like this this season. And, and it's come true. I mean, obviously, we go out to the new camp, we play like it. He gives the ball to Suarez and he gets sent off. So that cost <laughs> us the game. Really. So it's, it's, stuff, it's, it's against Liverpool that that sort of thing I'm worried about. Excellent stuff, Joe. Okay then, lads. That'll uh, wrap up the, the preview of uh, of the game. What we will do now is head over to our, our five-question shootout quiz. So, uh, Liverpool home team this. So, you'll go first, Sam. First question for you, Sam, is... Who has scored the most goals for Liverpool this season? From Roberto Firmino, Adam Lallana or Philippe Coutinho? Is that league or total or...? That's in the league. That's sorry, did I not say league? Most league goals this season for Liverpool from Firmino, Lallana, or Coutinho? I think um, it's Lallana. I think they're on the same total, but Lallana's got more league goals. Spot on me, yes. Seven goals for Adam Lallana, six for Firmino, and five for Phil Coutinho. So you're off the mark straight away there, Sam. Much better than a few of our previous guests who will remain unnamed, who uh, struggled with the quiz in the past few weeks. Okay then, Joe, first question for yourself. Who has the most league goals for Manchester City this season? From Ilkay Gundawan, Nelito or Raheem Sterling? Sterling. It's a good answer, mate, yeah. He's got five. Nelito four and Gundawan has three. <coughs> right, second question for you, Sam. Who has made the most league starts for Liverpool this season from Ragnar Klavin, Emre Chan, or Joel Matip? Oh, um, Chan. It's actually Joel Matip. Is it? Yeah, by, by a considerable amount as well. He's got 12 starts. Can, Chan, sorry, seven. And uh, Klavan with six. I always think Matty's injured, but yeah, I know. Yeah, that's what, when I was doing the question today. I thought this is gonna this is gonna throw him a little bit. This one. Yeah, you've done that. <laughs> okay, then, Joe. Second question, along similar lines: Who has made the most league appearances for Manchester City this season? This isn't starts. This is the most league appearances so total. Yeah. From John Stones, Kevin De Bruyne, or. David Silva. Silva. It's actually De Bruyne. Okay. Very close though, this one. De Bruyne 17, Silva 16, John oh. Stones 14. So it's still one apiece. Right, third question for you, Sam. In the league for Liverpool this season, who has who has received the most yellow cards from? James Milner, Sadio Mane, or Dejan Lovren? Oh. Um, who did you say? Lovren, Mane or Milner? Mane or Milner? Probably go for Lovren. It's a very good answer, Sam. Yeah, four yellow cards for for Dejan, two for Mane, and just the one for James Milner. So that's two-one. With the third question for Joe, who has the most yellow cards in the league this season for Manchester City? From Nicholas Otamendi, Alexandra. Kolarov or Raheem Sterling? I'm going off to Mendy. Yep, he's pinned it back to 2-2. Honestly, oh. I go every week. He gets booked every week. 
<laughs> it, it, it sticks in your mind. He's got five. Um, Colorado four, Sterling three. You might have had Buckins in the Champions League. Is it few as five? Like that. Five. That's it. Just in the league, though. Oh right, it feels like he's had about ten. Yeah, like I say, he probably did receive a few in the in the Champions League and oh, yeah. League Cup if he's played in that as well. Right, fourth question for you, Sam. A little bit more difficult these last two, four years, lads. Um, no um, multiple choice, just straight off the bat answers if you can. Right, Liverpool loaned out Lazar Markovic to which club in the summer? Uh, Spawn. Good answer, mate, yeah. Sport and Lisbon, very good. That's three, two. Right, okay then. Joe? Yep. City loaned out Marlos Moreno in the summer to which club? Is it Deportivo? It's another good answer, you two. Neck and neck here. Deportivo La Coruña. Yeah, but the thing is, I've won the ones I've been on before and both times City have lost the game, so I'm not sure I want to win. You know how this quiz works, don't you, Joe? Oh yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a reoccurring thing. As a, most people who listen to the show will tell you, it's a, it's crazy how it happens. Right, fifth and final question for yourself, Sam. Liverpool signed Joel Matip on a free transfer from which club? Uh, Schalke. It's another good answer. Schalke 04. That's four three. Just the one wrong for you, Sam. So, yeah. Joe, you need this one to take it to a tiebreaker. All right. Right. From which club did Manchester City sign striker Nolito? Celta Vigo. And he's on the money once again. Four apiece. Tiebreaker. Who was the first England player to be sent off at the new Wembley Stadium? Was it... Sol Campbell, Steven Gerrard, or John Terry? Joe, Sol Campbell. Joe, you come in with Sol Campbell? Aye. It's the wrong answer, mate. Sam, you've got a chance to steal here. Okay, who were the three options again, did you say? You've got a... It, well, Sol Campbell's out the picture now, so you've either got Steven Gerrard or John Terry. Oh, we might not both get it wrong. <laughs> I'll have to do another one if you do. I'll go, I'll go for Gerrard. It's the correct answer, because he was sent off in the 2014 World Cup qualifier versus the Ukraine. Was that so, the first one? Yeah. Um, Two buttons, I think it was. The, yeah. It was the first England player to be sent off at the new Wembley Stadium. Yeah. Been, I thought it was going to be someone. Well, that suits yeah. me, because it might win the game this time. <laughs> <laughs> let's, hope things, uh, let's hope things turn around on that front, eh, Joe? Right. We haven't oh. beat properly since I've been doing this. We, I don't know what you shoot at. Okay, thanks very much for that, lads. Excellent quiz there. What we're going to do now is play our unsigned band. This week is a band called The Burning Astronomers. The lads say they are from the muddy banks of the Mersey and the silting backwaters of the Seven Delta in distant Shropshire. Writers and performers of original songs, they are two friends who met at school many years from now and have conceived and written and recorded three self-produced albums and more recently five EPs working with the producer Simon J. Weaver. 
The lads can be heard on BBC Radio and you can find find them on the, all the digital streaming services worldwide and you can check out their YouTube, Facebook, Twitter and SoundCloud and that'll be up on the, the podcast Twitter feed as well. So the song I'm going to play for you tonight is called The Man on the Moon by Burning Astronomers. The Man on the Moon seen him for some time debris the line never quite made it back inside dust settles down satellite picks up and Desolation, but here I am with a man on. 
Okay, so that was The Man on the Moon by Burning Astronomers. Thanks very much to Sam Planch and Joe Doherty, our two guests on the cop table tonight. Thanks uh, for your time, lads. Really appreciate that. Very Two very good guests again. Pleasure. No problem, anytime. Thanks very much, lads. Okay, so that's the cop table preview of the Manchester City game on New Year's Eve. You can check out our next podcast when we will be previewing the Sunderland game. Probably sometime over this weekend we'll fit that podcast in. So thanks very much, everybody, who took the time out to listen. And I hope you enjoyed the show. Speak to you all soon. Goodbye. Songs to sing of the glory.